Malia, this is the part you need to edit. <laughs> Too much has been said. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to the Amy and Sister podcast. Um, I know it's been a couple weeks. We had some suspicious activity on our account and uh, we're a little afraid to, to get started back right away. Um, but we're back and we want to thank you guys for joining us again this week. Um, we have our very good friends um, from our church, uh, Michaela and Newell Hall. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> They'll be joining us this week. Um, we're going to jump in with our icebreaker. And the icebreaker for this week, as you've seen on the post, was what is something that made you smile this week? So, Kira, you want to start? Let's see. Something. Okay. Well, I think something that makes me smile on the daily probably is Bo. And I, everybody probably expected me to say that. But today I was trying to teach him how to blow kisses. Mm -hmm. And he said, hey, I had no idea what I was doing. So, I was just like <laughs> sitting on the couch and I'm And he's, he's so cute. He's learning so much right now. And. He makes me smile all the time. That I probably stole yours though. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> um, Arwen uh, had a Valentine's Day party at school, and uh, I got her and all the girls put in the car, and I forgot her little Valentine's for her box. And I went inside, and I grabbed the bag, and I was like, "It's gonna fill her up." And I looked at it. And it had a bologna sandwich and a bag of chips in it what? because her daddy accidentally took her Valentine's to lunch for lunch. I had Valentine's for lunch today. Oh, so he had tiny dinosaurs for lunch today. Hey, all the guys I worked with really liked that. That's awesome. He had absolutely no idea. I was cracking up and I called him and I was like, was anything off this morning? And of course he's like, oh no, what? What's happened? Oh my and gosh. I was like, you stole Orwin's Valentine's. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed very light. <laughs> she makes you on a diet today. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my gosh. What about you, Mule? What made you smile this week? Uh, probably the, I think it was yesterday morning. Kayla sent me a video of Kate awake at probably, I think it was 5.30 mm -hmm. that morning. Yeah. Oh, she was man. just laying there and had her hand in her mouth, making fart noises. <laughs> <laughs> this really made my mind. That's awesome. That's my girl. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Proud dad moment right there. Um, something that made me smile this week. Um, let's see. Malia or Kiara took my bow. Bow. Yeah. I think everybody knows that that yeah. is what makes me smile. I mean, smile. getting to, to see him every day is probably one of the highlights of my life, just seeing him. And um, I know this week I um, when they came over, I was back in the back room, and he didn't know I was there. And when I came down the hall and he saw me, um, he smiled real big with his passing in his mouth and took off running down the hall and just with his arms open. And uh, that really made my week. So, yeah, definitely my bow man. Yeah. <laughs> But we'll go ahead and jump on in um, to Mule Michaela's testimony. We're really excited to have them. Um, the last episode we did was Jess and A-Rod, which is Mule's twin brother. <laughs> so um, if their testimonies are like exactly the same, that's why. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll be pretty close. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and start out with how did you guys meet? <laughs> well... We actually met at my cousin's funeral, which was Mule's best friend. 
But I guess we didn't really meet there, but that's when he, when we noticed each other. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this weird guy keeps on watching me. I, like, <laughs> I don't think I was the only one watching. I'm just <laughs> maybe a week later and I was in I was actually at school I was doing my CNA class and I got a text message from a weird number and I instantly knew it was him which is just really? weird I did which is weird because I'd never talked to him before in my life like I didn't talk to him there or nothing and I just just got a text and I was like I bet that's him and when you I noticed him, he was checking you out <laughs> yeah so like, this creep's gonna be texting you and it gets creepier because I was like, how'd you get my number? He's like, I found it on Facebook. What? It's <laughs> like, okay. I'm cool. slightly stalking. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Usually the women will admit that they're like an FBI agent, but yeah, there you go. Mule did pretty good. He did good. Somebody found Mule's remains. And then from there, it was kind of, uh, well... <laughs> Interesting. It was interesting for a couple years, and yeah. I hated him for a little bit, and oh. um, blocked his number for a little bit. <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> enemies and, to lovers. Enemies to lovers. Yeah, exactly. And then, <laughs> and then he kind of, he kind of texted me, and I was like, No, I'm not talking to you. But then, <laughs> then something told me it was like, No, you are going to talk to him. Which you know, oh, I mean, I'm gonna. Because I was really, I mean, I was very, very upset with you. Yeah. yeah. And it all turned out for the good. So, yeah. he, he straightened up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <right>? <laughs> so, is that how you kind of see it too, Mule? Is that? <clears throat> well, I think she was really stalking me. No, um, that's, that's pretty much how it happened. Yeah. He says pretty that's much. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to make yourself sound a little bit better, but that's what happened. No, that was a creep. It's all right. <laughs> so how long has that been? How long have you all been together? That uh, was, well, we first met in 2015. Yeah. Oh, so wow. it's been nine that's years. We, yeah, wow. that's when yeah, we started talking. Yeah, talked on and off for nine years. We didn't start dating until... 2017 is when we actually got together, yeah. And then we got married in 2019. Oh, okay. I thought you guys had been married longer than that. I didn't realize you too. Okay. No, I was pregnant she with Marvin when, when we got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I was old enough. <laughs> so you all were together how long before you started like actively going to church and um, uh, if we're talking when we started dating, three years? Yeah. Not three probably. years. Probably three years exactly yeah, almost. We got I don't think it was till it was after twenty twenty. It was after we started, was going to church. we started going to church in September, I think, of 2020. Or That's when we got, we got saved in September, so it's probably about right. Yeah, because we, we didn't go, go to church very long. We didn't long. go very long before yeah, but we actually got saved. Lord got a hold of me quick. Yeah, he got <laughs> Well, but he was, I was probably fighting it for. He was fighting it for a while. I'm going to say probably over a year. Yeah, cause, before uh, Arvin was yeah. born. Uh, guy that I knew all my life, George Bloomfield. He don't know, so if he gets to listen to this, or <laughs> any of his kids, uh, he called me. I was at work, and I didn't have his number saved or nothing. Just popped up. I said, "Who's this?" Well, I thought I was going to have some fun with somebody, but it was him. <laughs> and he started talking to me, and then, uh, 
he invited me to, they was having a revival at my grandpa's church. And it was like, as soon as he said revival is when it hit. Yeah, it yeah. hit me. Yeah. And from then on, it was just <coughs> that conviction. awful, my yeah. gosh. Which I didn't even... I didn't even know no. that he was like looking back now. I can I can see like the change in his attitude and yeah. stuff. Like looking back now, but it was funny because we were just kind of driving down the road. Arwen was little. I mean, like she was still we'd an infant. Like she was still a baby. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we well we'd already lived in McDowell. Still pregnant. Well, I remember where we was that when you said. But we was driving down yeah. McDowell, and Arwen was little, and I was like. I want to start going to church. I want to take Orwin to church. Wow. And I didn't, like, I had no idea. He yeah. just kind of, I guess he kind of just kind of fiddled with that. He was like, well, okay. Yeah, she said that. I was like, great. He was like, <laughs> now I got to do this. He was like, oh, okay. This is getting you, real. If you really yeah. want to, you know. But it, like, looking back now, like, around that time, I feel like I had already kind of, like, I feel like the Lord was working with me, but I just didn't realize it. What do you, yeah. I didn't realize it because I had already, like, I had already quit drinking and stuff. Like, I wasn't interested right. in it, like, at all anymore. And that was definitely the Lord working with me because I'll admit I was just as much of an alcoholic as he was, yeah. like, for a long time. But it was just, he, looking back now, he started, like, really heavy like drinking like yeah. a little bit before that so looking out back now you know i can kind of <laughs> i yeah. can kind of tell now but at the time i didn't right but that's what lord works in mysterious ways <laughs> it's crazy too because it's like a lot of people expect the lord just come in and just like save y'all yeah. at once yes. but a lot of people's testimonies it's like a little bit at a time like you'll yeah. notice a little bit here in your life someone calls you and invites you to church yeah. Yeah. or you see a stranger at the grocery store that mentions it to you yeah. something to you about yeah. the lord and like the lord just in little tiny ways mm-hmm. so that's like that speaks in volumes for sinners but also for christians that the lord puts something on your heart to reach out to a certain Absolutely. person yeah. you're yeah. probably a part of that puzzle piece yeah, yeah. Always say you never, you know, God asks you to do something, even if it's the smallest thing, or you don't understand why, follow through and do it, because you don't know the impact. It might seem small to you, but the impact on someone else, like George calling you that day, he could have very easily said, well, you know, I've asked him a hundred times to go to church, or he's not going to come, but, you know, and not saying that God wouldn't have sent somebody else, because I truly (laughs) believe that if you don't listen, God's going to send somebody else. But thank goodness that George, you know, it felt is. led to do that and listened. That's what I don't even know how many people we had to go through to get my phone number. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. It's, it's the work that he put into right. that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Really yeah. track it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you just, you think of how the Lord used us against each other. Like in that situation, he was yeah. like, the one person this guy listens to <laughs> is her. So maybe we should <laughs> Bring work on her part. Yeah. yeah. He's like, he'll, he'll listen to her, you know. Even though I wasn't, you know, I wasn't saved myself, but... So for somebody listening right now that may think that they, you know, that God's speaking to them, what is something that you can look back and see that definitely that was God? You know, for me, a lot of times it was like I felt miserable or I felt lonely. Mm -hmm. Um, So what's something that you can think about that, you know, maybe somebody listening right now is thinking that God's dealing with them Mm -hmm. and they're not sure if it's God. But can you think of an instance that was just like, okay, there was this a, is... There was a lot for me, yeah. but my past is pretty rough. I've done about everything that the Bible tells you not to do. Mm-hmm. I've done it at one point in my life. But so I think for me, and if there's anybody out there listening that 
knew who I used to be. They knew how rough I was. But he he hit me a lot of different ways, such as if I was driving to work by myself, the only radio channel would pick up would be Christian <laughs> music. Yep. So I'd just drive to work mad with the radio. Silence. What about that? Or uh, I'd have to be around Chris Lawhoon at work. I used yeah. to work with him, and he'd just just people that go to church. You see them, and that's just. Yeah. what you think yeah. so that and then like she said i started heavenly drinking a lot a lot more than i did yeah and it's like i couldn't there's a void in you and you just yeah. can't fill it no matter what you try to put in there yeah it's just one thing after another and i've told her i'd come home and feel alone i have a house full of kids and i just go there in the bathroom just sit there and cry yeah there wasn't nothing Nothing could satisfy what, what I was going through. Mm -hmm. I can remember uh, being, you know, in a house full of people, surrounded by people, but still feeling like I was so alone mm -hmm. or just yeah. being lonely. And it was like the noise was crazy, but I felt like I was in yeah. silence. Silence. Absolutely. I mean, and, and it was the silence was deafening. And it's just like, I don't know, but I'm like you. It was like there was a void there. And yeah. I knew that, you know, at the time I was fighting it and I was thinking, you know, I'm not ready to be in church. I, you know, I want to live and be young. Yeah. And, you know, um, but yeah, I can remember that. What about you, Michaela? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kind of just the same concept. It's like um, you do. You, it's like you you have like an itching that needs satisfied, but you mm -hmm. just can't. Like, there's no way to satisfy it. Yeah. Like, you're just not. You're not happy, and it it seems like you know when the Lord's working with you, and you're you are under conviction. It, it just gets worse like you you're more miserable like if, if you feel like you're already miserable and you're just going farther and farther and farther down mm -hmm. then you know more than likely someone's probably praying that on you yes, Absolutely. <laughs> if you got family members in church they're praying that on you but it's it's just like like you all said it's just a void that you know it can't be filled but it can be filled yeah. you know it can be filled with Jesus and yes. it's just that's all there is to it but I know for me like when I first got saved it was the week after he did well it well it, I got saved on a Saturday night he got saved that Sunday, Sunday morning. morning before that but I had went to church I looked like a complete bum because I struggled really bad after I had Orlin but I looked like a complete bum so I had like jeans on a hoodie just I looked horrible <laughs> and I was sitting in the back because she cried she cried constantly like we it was it was horrible with her and she was actually asleep for once. And I was sitting in the back and I was holding her. And it just felt like the preacher was preaching directly into my heart. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, like I was shaking. Like, and I was just, I was rocking just hard as I could rock the yeah. baby. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> and I mean, like, I was just hot. And I got up and I threw her to him. Like, I mean, I threw her. <laughs> yeah. And this, she was five months old. Yeah. She was, I mean, she was little. And I was like, here, take this. <laughs> When Arwen was about a year old after we'd moved on the ridge, I feel like I didn't take it as seriously as I should have. Mm -hmm. And I was having sleep paralysis, like bad. I'm going to cry. That's <laughs> okay. okay. We'll cry with you, girl. We will yes. cry with you. <laughs> I was having sleep paralysis, like bad. I was waking up terrified. Like I was afraid for him to go to work. Yeah. Because it was horrible. And, um... At the time, obviously, I was like, I'm not doing anything wrong. But I was trying I was trying to slowly creep back into my old life. Yeah. And I think he realized it. And he tried his best to be like, no, 
you know, we can't do that. But like, it just got, it got worse and worse. So, I mean, that was obviously the Lord dealing with me yeah. there. Because when I straightened my act up, that sleep demon left. <laughs> and it's just, like, I think some people think, um, you know, when the Lord's dealing with them, that it's going to be something obvious to them. Yeah. But it's not. Mm-hmm. It's, like, not at all. Like, you have to you have to pay attention to it. Like, it can make you, like, like I said, I was terrified. Yeah. Like, I mean, I couldn't, like, I was halfway awake and couldn't move. And I had yeah. a baby in bed with me, you know, so... Mm-hmm. But it's not always, you know, <laughs> he's not just like, here, there's you, a yes. perfect little sign, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, right. no, sometimes yeah. he will terrify you yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to straighten you out, you just gotta watch for it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people, too, um, they feel like because of their past, they're scared to go back to church or scared to yeah. visit church or, so do you all feel like um, that was an issue with you, like, coming back for the first time? in a church knowing what you've done in your past and was that intimidating to go back? I guess it was because it was my grandpa's church, but I did, it didn't bother me to go there, mm-hmm. but I did not think I was worthy yeah, to be either. saved because mm-hmm. like I said, everything that I've done and the way I was brought up, if you've done something, you was punished for it. Mm-hmm. And with this, you're just, Forgive them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just hard for me to deal with that, and still yet I have struck. I struggle with understanding it. It was interesting. I think. I think for me, I felt welcomed with open arms. You know, Mm -hmm. like to the church and stuff. But I feel like, um, and I still kind of feel like. I feel like the people from your past are still kind of behind your back, being like, "That's they don't really, you know, like they're not really doing well. They're not really." You know, and it's, uh, I think that's what's the hardest for me is to like, uh, you just have to accept that those people are going to think that and, you know, you just got to stay right. strong in your walk. But I think it was, it, that was, it wasn't like going to church that was hard for me because I felt welcomed there. Mm-hmm. It was just, like I said, the other people being like, oh no, they're faking that. That's, they won't stay. You yeah. know, they're not, and you know, any, any little mess up, mm-hmm. you know, you got to really, just you really got to watch what you do around like people and then there's the certain people that you have to watch even more so around and it's just I think that was I think that was the hardest thing Mm -hmm. and once you get to church I feel like people you know are afraid like oh gosh I can't mess up I can't do anything wrong gotta be perfect and so when people fail or stumble because that's what we do we're human right you know it gives them a back set sometimes or people don't even try because they're like there's no way I could live that life And it seems like um, with Christians, the word hypocrite is thrown around so much. And it's like, yeah. because we are Christians, we be, you know, we've been forgiven, we go to church and we faithful, faithfully believe, um, there's always going to be somebody when you do mess up and they see that they're a hypocrite. They go to church and mm-hmm. act like they're perfect. Well, let me tell you. Not perfect. <laughs> None of us are perfect. No way. Um, and I think that's something that just Christians as a whole um we struggle with a lot is because we do fail. We do mess up. There's nobody perfect. Like Kara said. Um, and just because we've been saved and been forgiven doesn't mean that we're going to be perfect from here on out. So what's the difference, um, in your lives or your marriage? That is so crazy. I was about to ask that question. I was going to say like, what does it mean to you? The difference, like the difference between, you know, before you guys, you know, because you were married and had, you know, at least Arwen. So how has your marriage or your relationship with each other changed since you've been saved? 
been attached to each other like mm-hmm. super attached to each other but I think as far as us respecting each other like before I would argue with him you know I'd yell at him just you know whatever we just we just work through things like we don't hardly even ever really disagree on anything like it's just if we just have that mutual respect for each other it's not like hey you know, you have to do what I say, or hey, you do right. what I say. It's just like we just have that respect for each other. I feel like once you get saved, you learn how to be a better parent. You learn Absolutely. how to be a better spouse. You learn how to be a better friend. Absolutely. And it's just like, and it's almost like it happened automatically. Like there wasn't really any. I don't feel like there was much. Like it's just like we got saved, and then it was just you, you know, straightened up. The, yeah, you just, you just get saved and you straighten up. Yeah. I think not only that, but. Uh, well with us and then I'll go to that other part but with us it was like (laughs) in a way we're a little bit harder on each other for us keeping each other where we need to be in line line with the Lord that's a good thing yeah we don't care to line each other up it's uh because Tucker went from one extreme seeing us yeah he did from one to another and he was how old was he? I ain't good with math. When, <laughs> when we got... When we first got church. When we first started going to church. Mm-hmm. Um, nine, ten? Probably ten, yeah. Nine or ten. So he's ten years old and he'd... Of course, with me, he'd seen a lot. And then he, when he we got together, too, yeah, that's I mean, what I was saying. Yeah. He'd always been around the bad. So mm-hmm. he was disrespectful and towards, I'm yeah, sure, a lot did. of people. And then... Now that he'd seen the change and him being saved now, but he'd went from one extreme to the other just yeah. like we did. Yeah. So it helped with our whole family. Yeah. Not just us. I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of instances that I can name even before we got saved that the Lord was definitely in our favor. Like, I don't I don't think people give him enough credit because yeah. you know he's. He's working for you, mm-hmm. no matter what. With Arwen, he he had gotten fixed after Tucker. He wasn't going to have any more kids, you yeah. know. And even after he got unfixed, they're like, "This isn't, you know, this isn't a hundred percent. This might work. This might not work." Right. You know, and uh, you know, you just think back on stuff like that. And you know that that was the Lord working because mm-hmm. we have two babies out of that. Yeah, absolutely. They, and I mean, just like the the statistics even show, most people only get one baby out of that and it it just scars or whatever but you know you just you think about that stuff now and it's like Mm -hmm. wow you know the Lord's really showed up he's really showed up for us I think that's why I love that song um there was Jesus yeah because it's just like looking back and it does me too and it's like and I think for you know people that aren't saved or are just now being saved or if you've been saved a hundred years if you look back at every part of your life mm-hmm. you can see God's hand in oh, your yeah, life he has a plan for you mm-hmm. um, but you have to listen to his voice oh yeah. absolutely and I know Yens have mentioned you know the kids and things and um, so do you feel like this has been a positive impact on your your parenting and 
you know, how like Tucker, what is the change that you guys have seen in him since? Oh, he's a totally different. <laughs> he really is like I'm actually so proud of him because I can honestly say that I've not I've not been around another kid that is his age mm -hmm. that does have as much respect for people as he does. Yeah. I love him. I he's mean, so sweet. Yeah, he, he really is. That's what I tell him y'all all the time. I'm like, we are so yeah. lucky. You know, he comes from a split home, you know, yeah. like he, he goes back and forth from our house to his mom's house and stuff and he just he does so well with the, the transition from one to another. Yeah. He is he's so he's respectful. He does I mean I can complain that he's messy and stuff because I mean, he is. <laughs> but, like, I have no complaints on him at all. Like, he's a totally different kid. Mm -hmm. Like, and I honestly, I mean, he, that wouldn't have happened, you know, without us getting into church. Right. And, mm -hmm. and then there's Arwen. <laughs> <laughs> we love our Arwen. We love little Arwen. <laughs> She, uh, it's, uh, it's a blessing to watch her because, you know, she, she prays before her meals and she yeah. just, she wants to sing and now she's in the house and she's got her hands up and she says, hallelujah. Yeah. Oh, and she's singing it. and I'm like, it's just, it's so, it's so fun to yeah. watch her like to grow up and stuff. And I'm just like, I'm just, I'm so thankful that we're in church and that that's the way that we're raising them now. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, just, you know, looking back, like you said, the things that Tucker had seen us, like, the things that we've done and stuff, I mean, like, you know, they had to come pick me up from a horse ride just drunk. Mule had to literally tell Tucker, just don't talk to her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's embarrassing. Yeah. You know, to where we're at now. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's awesome. Yeah. It really <laughs> is. Like, the Lord can really, he really will turn your life around. Mm -hmm. Not only did he change your lives, but yeah. he also is like, you guys are raising a generation of mm -hmm. kids that love him yes, and they're going to yeah. show their children and just by the little ripple that you guys cause right. and then everyone. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think sometimes we fail to forget if we have children, they're going to mimic what we do. Absolutely. They're going to follow in your footsteps. That's not to say that, you know, Tucker, for example, may never, you know, I'm not saying he'll never do anything wrong or right. never go right. that way, but he's seeing his parents and the way that they're going and yep. you guys have laid out a path for him. Mm -hmm. And I think as parents, it's not just about putting a roof over their head or food mm -hmm. on the table or keeping them warm, keeping them safe. Um, you are preparing them Absolutely. for eternity one in one place or mm -hmm. another. And that's more important than yeah, any college they could go to, yeah. any um, name that they could be given. Um, preparing them for eternity. There's Absolutely. one or two places. And I think that's something as parents we should take so much more Serious. 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 Yes, Absolutely. thank you. <laughs> like for me, that's what made me want to go to church was mm -hmm. Orwin. Yeah. You know, like it wasn't it wasn't for me. Like mm -hmm. my I can go ahead and say I didn't want to go to church. I wanted Orwin to know that. Like I knew enough that I wanted Orwin to know Jesus. Yes. And you know, if if nothing else, bring your kids to church. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. bring your kids to church even. If you don't if you don't want to be here yourself, bring your kids. They deserve that. They deserve that chance. Right. They deserve the Absolutely. chance to learn about yeah. Jesus. Like, mm -hmm. I just, I firmly just, I stand firm in that statement. I just, <laughs> bring your kids to church. <laughs> I think sometimes people are, are too afraid to come to church or to get close to the Lord because mm -hmm. they're afraid they're going to get saved. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Because well, yeah. a person doesn't. Like encounter Christ and stay the same. Like even when you come to church, even yes. if you don't get saved at first, like 
You know, you can, you see people that come here to our church that visit that are lost and they come week after week and you just slowly see that change. And then that's yeah. such a beautiful thing. And then when they do come get saved, it's just, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, I think like you said, people are afraid they're going to get saved because people, the only thing that they're thinking of is I don't want to stop what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. And, or I can't stop what I'm doing, yeah. you know, and, and no, you can't. But the Lord can, Absolutely. you know, he, <laughs> but that really is, that's all there is to it. You know, you don't, when, when you get on this journey, you're, you're never doing it by yourself. You're yeah. never, ever alone. Any, like any obstacle you face or any addiction you may have, whatever that may be, the Lord will bring you out of it. Like wow. he's not expecting us to do it ourselves. Yeah. Like we have to put the work in, yeah. you know, but. That's right. You ain't going to get saved. Saturday night, wake up Sunday morning, and everything. And everything be fine. You have to, yeah, absolutely. But everybody is. It doesn't matter, you know, what you've done. Everybody is worthy of God's love. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, I truly, I truly believe that. And I think, and even Mule still, he's been saved for years, and he still, you know, gets down, and he's like, I'm not worthy of this. Because really, if we think about it, we're not. But you know, we don't deserve it, mm -hmm. but he freely gives it. Absolutely. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? We yeah. just have mm -hmm. to accept it. It doesn't matter, you know, what's in your past or what you've done because especially at our church, we, you know, we got some. <laughs> We're the misfits. Yes, we are. <laughs> that's what I think some people just don't feel like they're welcomed because of stuff that they did. But, mm -hmm. you know everyone's welcome yes like, absolutely that's all there is to it jesus jesus doesn't discriminate <laughs> no <laughs> and that's the thing and i think honestly if you ever feel like you do deserve it you're in trouble yeah absolutely <laughs> like if you ever get to the point to be like i'm good and I don't yeah like i deserve god's love i've worked yeah. so hard and i'm the best like yeah. hit an altar <laughs> absolutely <laughs> completely off of what we was talking about but me and Tucker he I had to take him to get his PlayStation for my dad's last night and we was driving and he said he said so I have a plan if there's ever a zombie apocalypse and I was like okay <laughs> so he gives me this whole plan and I'm listening to it and I'm like okay that's cool he wanted to connect our house to Mammy's house like I don't know <laughs> and I was like what's your plan for when Jesus comes back he said I'm gonna go like, right. <laughs> yes. and I was like I love this yes. I love it <laughs> That's a good plan. But then, then me being me, I was like, Tucker, who's going to drive the car if we go find the area? <laughs> Tucker's like, who cares? He's like, I mean, I don't know. We're going to, we're going to, Marvin was with us. He said, nobody's going to be left in this car. So. <laughs> but you know, just, just hearing him, that was the first, that was his yes. response instantly. And I was like, I love this. Yeah. That's the best response ever. Yes. I love this. I don't know how anybody couldn't, just be excited to meet Jesus. <laughs> you know? So um, we're going to get ready and wrap things up. But um, one last question, or unless you have something else. No, I'm good. Um, if somebody right now is listening to the podcast and they feel like they've been, you know, thinking about getting saved or coming to church or under conviction, what advice would you give them? What What's the first steps that you feel like you would tell them to take or what if they're just not sure or maybe they don't feel like they're under conviction but they want to be saved what what's some advice that you would give them i don't mean that to come off the wrong way but if you look li you've listened this far on this podcast you're under conviction you're being dealt with but uh don't be afraid of it 
It's well worth it. It's way better than anything that's out there in the world. And trust me, I know. Yeah. And uh, if you go to a church and altar call comes up and you feel that, the hardest part's that first step. Yeah. After that, it's like you're running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's what, I mean, it's... It's not this easy, but it is this easy. Yeah. Just like he said, I mean, if if you're under if you're at church and you're under conviction and you just feel your heart just bouncing out of your chest, you better go because that's just you're not guaranteed another chance. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I and I've heard Travis say a hundred times, you know, if you walk out those doors and you're in a car wreck and you're not saved, you know, if you're yeah. if you are under conviction, you know, jump for it and you know, if you if you don't feel like you're under conviction and, you know, you want to know more, I mean, the first step, you know, you can reach out to somebody that you know that is in church. Ask questions. That's the best thing. That's the best way to learn is to ask questions. But honestly, come to church. Yeah. I mean, I know... I know a lot of people are like, I don't want to go to church, but come to church because yes. that's where it's, it's going to get fed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're under conviction or if you're... Well, I feel like if... If in your head, if you're not saved and in your head, there's anything that's like, we need to start going to church. Mm-hmm. You're being dealt with. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, and that's all there is to it. Yeah. The only person that's going to put that in your head is the Lord. That's mm-hmm. right. So. The devil know, isn't going to tell you to come no, to the church. Devil, <laughs> the devil is never going to tell you to come to church. So if you, if you feel even for a second that you want to go to church, go to church. Uh, that's, that's where you're going to get fed. That's where you're going to learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if, uh. If anybody's out there listening that's just recently saved, the devil's going to put it on you that you ain't changed, that you ain't Mm -hmm. saved. He still does that to me, and it's been going on four years, so that don't ever change, but don't give in to him. Don't Mm -hmm. listen to anything he tells you. Mm -hmm. Nope, the devil only has the um, power that we give him. That's Mm -hmm. right. I mean, that's, that's all there is to it, so... Don't let the devil win. That's not who we want to spend eternity with. No. We want to spend eternity with, with Jesus. So right. you know, if you're, if you're being dealt with, you know, do something with it. Don't don't just hold it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I know what this testimony says, and what the past few weeks, what you all have heard on the podcast, every single testimony lines up like God changes lives, mm-hmm. and um. You know, all these testimonies are so beautiful of how how people's lives have been changed through Christ. And we hope that if you're listening and you're not saved, that you come to know Christ. Um, or if you're recently saved, like Mule said, that you just dig in there and find a relationship with Him. And um, as always, we're here. If you want to message Mule or Michaela, um, I'm sure they would answer any questions that you have or us. And just know that we're praying for you. And we hope that you all are praying for us. And... We want to thank you, Michaela, for coming on. <laughs> thank you, Mule Michaela, for uh, dealing with us this week. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell by their testimony that um, y'all are glad that you made the decision. To oh serve yeah, Jesus. that's right. So it's the it's the best decision that that I've ever made. It really is. It's the best thing that's that's ever happened oh, yeah. in my life for sure. And I believe that if you're being dealt with and you get saved. There's something coming up that he's trying to get you ready for. Not just the end of the world, but there's something coming up. Yeah. Amen. And there's absolutely nothing that Jesus can't take care of. That's right. It doesn't matter what it is. And just like you're listening to their salvation story, someone could be listening to yours someday. So 
you know, if the Lord's dealing with you, he's going to make a change in your life and you're going to help other people. So thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, we love you and keep praying for us. We'll keep praying for you. Bye guys. See you guys. <laughs>